Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Quatch, Vice President and General Manager of Intel's Wireline and Core Network Division. Welcome to the program, Alex. Hi, Alison. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. Alex, why don't we just do a quick intro on your role at Intel and how that fits into the topic today, which is driving network performance for advanced edge use cases. Sure. I actually work within the infrastructure division at Intel and help drive Intel's infrastructure business in support of previous generation 4G and then now 5G network rollouts, specifically focused in the areas of the service provider network edge, as well as their core networks in the context of what they're doing in particular with 5G. Now, when we look at the edge, what makes this opportunity different than what we've been driving in terms of virtualization of the core network? And what are the unique attributes at the edge that are requirements in terms of performance for network infrastructure? The first rollout of 5G, the first deployments, have really been focused around the radio access network and new devices. So 5G brings, amongst one of its promises, a new air interface, a new spectrum, and hence higher speeds passing from endpoint devices into the access portion of the network where service providers are actually using, for the most part, their 4G LTE network infrastructure to support the rollout of these new 5G access-related areas. Now we're really looking at what other areas the network need to be in place to truly deliver on the promise of 5G to support new and exciting ultra-low latency services that couldn't be done in 4G things like AR and VR, real-time factory automation, cloud gaming. And to deliver on this promise, the 5G is actually driving a very rapid virtualization of the network where we're seeing service providers now sort of cap the growth of their legacy networks and now grow the virtualization portion of their networks as they get ready for 5G. This virtualization that happened in the core networks is actually moving slowly outwards towards the edge. I say slowly, it's actually moving quite rapidly from a service provider perspective, but it's going to take a few years for this network edge to be fully populated with virtualized solutions to deliver on the 5G promise. One of the things that we've been talking a lot about is the next generation central office. And why are operators using that as an opportunity to really de- redefine how they deploy infrastructure at the edge? And what is causing that change in terms of the underlying infrastructure capabilities? This concept of what we call the next generation central office is essentially nothing more than taking a virtualized solution that actually was born in the core networks and moving these virtual solutions towards the edge. But in general, we think of this next generation central office as the near edge, where it's one step closer to the end users, but not all the way to the end users. We tend to think of three different locations for the edge. One is what we call the near edge or NGCO in this instance, 
One is the far edge, which is where the radio access network resides, a lot of the base station towers, if you will. And then the on-premise edge, which is actually located in the enterprise on-premise to where the end users are and potentially to the devices themselves. So when we talk about NGCO, this is the near edge, and there are hundreds to low thousands of sites, depending on the service provider and depending on the country. And so now we're extending the virtualization capabilities from the core network into the near edge or this NGCO, and we're providing service providers and they're retooling their central offices with these platforms that are highly scalable that can accommodate 5G network functions, like the 5G user plane function, which is actually moving from the core network now towards the edge to support these new use cases, as well as other functions like a wireline access function that they can terminate in this exact same platform, or even add services, some of which are known today like CDNs, are getting put closer to the edge with caching capabilities. So now they have a very powerful platform that they can put at the edge of the network, in this case, a near edge, and they'll go further out towards the far edge as the service requirements need them to. But the NGCO is essentially now a location where they have virtualized platforms and a lot of headroom to grow in their quest to support the new 5G rollout. How has Intel looked at our underlying portfolio of infrastructure to deliver the right capabilities to these new use cases? And how are we working with the industry to deliver infrastructure that will fuel these deployments? So just recently, we published a white paper with one of our key partners, Ericsson, that highlights the capabilities of these communication servers to support 193 gigabits per second on the user plane. And now the user plane is an absolute key function for the network as service providers deploy these types of technologies in their core network. And as we move towards the edge, the user plane is going to be one of the first network functions to move towards the edge. And this is an underlying network function that's going to come in and move towards the near edge for beginners and then ultimately towards the far edge and the on-premise edge. So the improvement in communication server technology that Intel has invested a lot over this past several generations, working closely with our partners to optimize, to tune the performance of their applications is absolutely critical for these technologies now to migrate towards the edge with the ecosystem. And then we also have a broad portfolio of other acceleration technologies in FPGAs with specific communications-oriented features to really help with the packet processing in these platforms, as well as AI building blocks, accelerators, and specific technologies for artificial intelligence to drive greater analytic capabilities for services that are up and coming. So we really have a very broad set of technology building blocks from AI to storage to networking to just you know, world-class computing. And we work with the likes of the Ericsson's, the Cisco's, the Nokia's, as well as a broad ecosystem of other OS vendors such as Red Hat and VMware into the software layers of management and orchestration just to have the underlying infrastructure in place so that developers of new services that are still morphing can land on these platforms.
The forage also represents a huge opportunity for Intel and the industry to innovate. And I know we've been very active there, especially around multi-access edge computing. Can you talk a little bit about where the innovation is targeted there and how we're engaging with the ecosystem on infrastructure build-out as well as standards development to fuel that? Multi-access edge computing is a superset of all edge computing beyond the core network. And what we talk about, the near-edge and NGCO, is just one example of multi-access edge computing. Uh, The far edge is yet another example of multi-access edge computing. So think of multi-access edge computing as a superset. And, you know, different locations will have different requirements for this multi-access edge computing paradigm. In terms of the far edge, there are lots of things going on. A lot of innovation at the far edge is actually driven by a few areas. The first one is across the world of virtualized RAN or VRAN, if you will. And what's justifying the build-out of these far edge platforms is really fueled by the network function of the VRAN. An example here is what Rakuten has been doing in Japan as it rolls out its first 4G LTE network before it moves on to its 5G network. And they're rolling out their far-edge infrastructure to host, first and foremost, a virtualized RAN solution, a radio access network solution. And then they will build more capabilities and host services on top of those platforms, similar to what we talked about in the uh, near-edge and NGCO having these really powerful Intel-based platforms that can host network functions as well as new services is exactly what Rakuten is doing at the far edge. Another example is something that's happening in China, for example, where the Chinese are actually doing very well leading the charge on innovating what we call multi-access edge computing or Mac uh, use cases. So the Tencent and the Alibabas are also taking advantage of Mac to deploy their services. And they're also looking to host network functions, not necessarily just VRAN or VRAN itself even, but things like the 5G UPF to host the UPF as well as new services. And in that context, Intel is delivering very similar value propositions in terms of bringing very compelling building blocks across AI, storage, networking, and and compute to host not just network functions, but as well as uh, services for the enterprise, for end users at the far edge. Alex, this has been a fantastic conversation. How can folks engage with you further in the dialogue? Where are you available online? And how can they find out more about Intel's networking infrastructure and what we're working with with the industry on some of the use cases and customer deployment targets that you talked about today. Yeah, sure. At the Intel.com website, if you look through the networking areas, Intel has a Intel Networking Builders Program that has a lot of really good resources to articulate and provide education and overviews and follow-ups with contact information around what's happening in the core network, what's happening at the edge, near edge and far edge, and then at the far edge with virtualized RAN underneath the umbrella of multi-access edge computing. So the Intel Network Builders program and site is a fantastic resource. And then, of course, there's always information on the website for additional contact information to follow up on.
Well, Alex, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. We'd love to have you back again soon. It's my pleasure and anytime. Thank you, Alison. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.